they will all be okay. This is coming from a guy that, that named his agency the, the Fat Man Collective because he's putting a bunch of people together, right? And it's going to end up working out. What ended up happening is, uh, or sorry, yeah, Fat Man Collective, what ended up happening was he saw the same need across many things, wanted to double down instead of changing between clients every day. Started building a type form with his co-founder, uh, David, or sorry, Robert. And now today they're serving over 50 million kind of unique landing pages on a type form every single month. That's up from just eight a couple years ago. They've also scaled revenue uh, about a year ago doing 800 grand per month in revenue now almost double that 1.6 across 40,000 users using them so healthy lots of growth tactics lots of good stories here uh, over 50 million dollars raised to help drive that growth healthy economics this is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn each episode features revenue numbers customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is David Okunyev. He was born in Belgium and later educated in England and started his professional career as a musician. Expression through music soon turned to expression through product and brand design, which led David to founding the Barcelona-based design studio Fat Man Collective. From working in the same co-working space, he later met his co-founder, Robert, and the two co-founded Typeform. Today, he's joint CEO and sweats over everything vision, product, and design related. David, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. Well, first off, Fat Man, Fat Man Collective. You don't. You don't look that fat. Where the name come from? Uh, well, the idea was to put together a, a collective of designers, and all together we'd make this kind of fat man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one was fat. In, in fact, the first designer that I had in the in the collective was like this skinny. So yeah. So look, sometimes parody like that works, right? Fat Man Collective led by a really skinny guy or gal, it works. Yeah, yeah. All well, right. I wasn't that skinny. So tell me, the first some of the most successful uh, software companies that I see today actually came out of agencies because the agents in an agency, you can see all customers have the same problem and then you build software for that. Was that the pattern you followed? You mean like 37 signals? Uh, like so many of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we happen to be an agency and I think in an agency, the thing you have is that you kind of have to deal with a lot of uh, clients on a day-to-day basis and you're kind of context switching the whole time into other projects. So I guess it it drives people to think, "Ah, I'd love to just be able to focus on one project and just have like customers instead of clients. And I think in our case, that that was one of the driving factors. That's right. So tell people that are not familiar, what does Typeform do and how do you generate revenue? Is it a pure play SaaS company? Yeah, it's a it's a SaaS it's a SaaS play. Uh, it's a freemium product. What we do is allow people to create conversational forms, essentially. Um, so you have your your you know your, your standard web forms. They're not very in, interactive. What we do is split uh, the each question into kind of a conversational format, uh, presented in a better UI. With uh, you know, it allows you to also like add your brand, add interactive elements like video, uh, uh, images, and so forth. Yep. And when when you look at folks that are paying you, again, give me a general sense. What are they paying you per average per month or each month? 
Yeah, it's, uh, the ASP is around $40 a month. Okay. And are these, that's kind of for each user or are you actually selling kind of enterprise bulk deal plans as well? Uh, we do some enterprise. We're not an enterprise store, so we don't go out there trying to land enterprise clients. Uh, we, we just, we have some enterprises that, that want to come onto Typeform. Our sales team is about three people. So okay. uh, it's, it's very much self-service. That's great. And what's the total team size? We're now 190. 190, and, all, uh, all in Spain? No, we have an office in San Francisco as well, uh, building out a small team out there, uh, working on partnerships. Uh, we have kind of a platform play, which we're rolling out this, this year. So we want to be close to uh, the partner ecosystem. Tell, um, tell me more about yeah. that. What does platform play mean? Yeah, so we figured out that we can't cover every use case with Typeform, but we have a kind of interface which people can use uh, for conversational data collection. And then we want to partner up with companies that want to integrate with that. So, you know, pushing our data into their platform uh, or even partners that want to build directly into the into our, our creation process. Mm -hmm. And what have you kind of with kind of this goal in mind, right, of it continuing, obviously, to expand via the platform? Yeah. What have you scaled to today in terms of total customers using you? Uh, total customers around 40,000. Plus we have a bunch of free customers as well. So this is an interesting dynamic. There's very few people that have successfully kind of monetized the freemium model, right? You're, I, I don't know how many freemium users you have and what the percentage conversion rate is, but 40,000 converting to paid is obviously no small number. The question I have for you, how do you decide when to make people start paying? Uh, are you asking like from the start, like when you start off the business, I mean, my audience, yeah. my, oh, I'll tell you, my audience, a lot of times I'll say, Nathan, uh, we have a product that's based off like some amount of usage, but we don't know when to show the paywall, right? How did you yeah. make that decision? So we took our time. Uh, we launched the product 2013. Uh, we spent a year uh, in what we called a beta, but I think we just called it beta because we weren't, weren't charging at the time. <laughs> uh, after a year, we got, we rolled out the, 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 the payment plan. It was just one one plan called the pro plan. Um, I guess it was just time to start monetizing, but we went, we went really soft. Like we didn't put a lot of the features, uh, we didn't put a lot of the features behind the paywall. We still like kind of left a generous helping for, for free users. Mm -hmm. But what is, so is there a usage metric? Is it after you've collected a hundred entries in a given month, you're shown a paywall? How do you get the, up we, we do have that, but initially what we started with was, uh, just feature based. I see. So one of the things we did, for example, if you wanted to like customize the thank you screen or use logic uh, inside your form or the calculation feature, then we show we we would show the paywall there. We also have another dimension, which is uh, we have this um, Pro Plus plan where we sell seats as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, that's so at sixty bucks a month, right? Exactly. So you can create a shared workspace and you know collaborate with people on creating type forms. That's great. I mean, now can I do the math? Forty thousand folks times that forty dollar R pro. You guys are north of one point six million a month today, right? <laughs> You're a good mathematician. Well, no, I want to give you. I want to give you. I want to give you credit. My research team has a note here that says they found something. I think on Novo Brief in 2015 that you guys had passed eight million forms per month, growing 20 percent month over month, half a million users, and monthly revenue around 200 thousand euros. You're now much bigger than that. Yeah, we're bigger than that. I guess half a million users. That's probably the signups at the time. Um, but yeah, we're, we're roughly in, in that neighborhood. That's great. Talk to me about, uh, funding decisions. So are you bootstrapped or have you raised? And if you've raised how much? No, we've done a few rounds. We've done four rounds. Uh, we stayed bootstrapped for a while because 
we had resources from our, our design agencies, which were like kind of pumping into Typeform. So we managed to stay, you know, the first year without any, any, uh, without raising. Uh, in total, we've done four rounds, uh, as I mentioned, and we raised uh, $52 million so far. Yeah, and what, um, I mean, I know some of the, obviously the folks you have involved are also people that serve the same kind of customer, like obviously Squarespace, right? So how did you decide who to take funding from um, and, and how to build the syndicates? Um, so we tried to raise capital in Spain. Uh, that didn't happen early on. They told us <laughs> we weren't, we didn't know how to run a business. They were completely correct. Who was uh, they? With it. Uh, I don't want to mention any names, but some local VCs I just see. basically told us we were too green, uh, wet behind the ears to actually uh, run a startup. Uh, but we had a really good product and eventually uh, a German VC called, uh, well, so it was a German and Polish VC. Uh, it was uh, uh, RTA Ventures and uh, Point Nine Capital actually saw the product and thought, wow, there's something here. So they they knew we had no idea how to run a business, but they invested in, in any case. But they taught us a lot about, you know, you know, about SaaS. I mean, to be honest, we, I didn't even know what a KPI was to start <laughs> off with or even MRR. So, so our, our early investors really helped us. Um, we did another bridge round with, uh, with Connect Ventures and then uh, Index Ventures uh, came in for our Series A. And really, I mean, we, we had Index Ventures at the back of our mind. We knew like they were, you know, one of two really important firms in Europe. And we knew that you know, getting them would kind of help us uh, give give our brand more visibility and, and more attention in the market. So. The KPI story is a funny one. I remember my first ever meeting with potential investors. We sit down at the table and David, they look at me and they go, um, well, Nathan, where's Arpu? And I'm going, we don't have anyone named Arpu on the team. <laughs> on the team. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, average revenue per user. You're, you're asking for a data set. Okay. <laughs> um, and there's many ways to say Arpu as well. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's very confusing. So talk to me real quick but before I dive kind of more into your story. I want to talk more about your, how you kind of mon- uh, gamified internally A-B testing with Mad Gambler and some other growth tax- tactics you've used. Growth rate today, what are you at? So if you're doing kind of 1.6 today, take me back a year. What were you doing? Uh, we're kind of floating around, uh, with, we're aiming to double year on year at the moment. So we're kind wow. of, um, following this unicorn path. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, is it fair to say about it, June, 2017, you're doing somewhere around 800 K a month, a June, to, uh, a year ago. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. That, that would put you on the double track. Yeah. What, um, what makes, I mean, obviously once you get bigger and bigger, doubling becomes trickier and this price point also SM, yeah, SMB space churn is always, always tough. How have you managed churn? Yeah. Yeah. It gets, uh, well, it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's just an upward battle and you have to just work at it the whole time. I mean, what, what we're doing right now is trying to like increase activation to, uh, to, to combat that it's, uh, it's kind of like churn is a long-term thing and it takes a lot of time to kind of hit at that. So you can't just change that overnight. So you have to like build more, more sticky use cases, find better ways for people to stay in the funnel. So we're kind of just very, very focused right now on just like activating as many people as possible. So, so working kind of top of the funnel. What are you hovering around right now? In terms of churn? Yeah. Uh, yeah, around the 5% mark. Okay. That's not horrible. So 5% gross logo churn but per still, month. At this scale, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, if we didn't have, have churn, then we wouldn't have so much pressure in terms of like adding new users every month. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five, 5%, but, but, 5% of 40,000 can get big. 
Yeah, but, but by the way, some of these users that churn, they reactivate. We have a lot of serial reactivators in Typeform because people come in, they do a Typeform, they churn, then the next Typeform, so they come back. So there's kind of this cyclical thing there. How, well. how much time do you spend like just sweating over, gosh, how do we make it so that these people stop canceling every other month and then reactivating? Can't we provide some part of the product that makes them sticky in between? How much time do you spend thinking about that? A lot of time. I think our future strategy is 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 aligned to that. I think it's 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 all about understanding what is the job to be done that people are using Typeform for and really packaging packaging that in a much more compelling way for them. At the moment, people come into Typeform and it's kind of this open playing field. Ah, I can do all sorts of stuff. But really like packaging those ideas together into real kind of mini products, I think is is going to be key for us. So right now today, you've talked, you've mentioned the word activation, you know, many times already. What do you know you've got to get a new user to do in the first couple hours they sign up or log in so that they become sticky over the long term? Um, well, we need to get them to create a form for starters. And then our activation metric is, is they collect five, five results. Over what time period? Uh, first seven days. First seven. Okay, good. So, so five, five new kind of leads or inputs in the first seven yeah, days. That's our, that's our activation metric. That's great. You, um, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but when you talk about conversational marketing, the reason a lot of people have trouble building product around it is you have so many variants of if people are typing entries, they could say anything. And so how do you make meaning of an anything response? My question to you is what does your tech team look like and how much really like hard tech is behind processing the natural language people are putting in these forms? That's not something that we're doing uh, yet, okay. but definitely something that we need to look at. So, but all about making the product smarter. Uh, essentially, right now, we just show you what people have said. That's, That's it. it. And we're not doing that interpretation for you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, last two. Go ahead. One, thing, one thing to just add, like type, type form, we see ourselves as a system of, uh, system of engagement um, as opposed to a system of record. Although we do record the information, it's really about, you know, people come to us because they really care about the interactions that they're having with their customers or their employees. And we really, we really play well in that space. So typically people download the data and plug it into other areas and then analyze it in other places. So you could run NLP on our data set just by integrating with a different service. How many forms now are you processing per month? Uh, uh, so there is, uh, I think it's probably now 50 million uh, unique landings a month on, 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 on forms. Five zero? But that's unique, 50 million. Yeah, five zero, not one five. Yeah, yeah five zero, uh, landing on type forms every month. That's great. And then obviously your, your, the things you focus on are how many of those 50 then go and complete one question, two questions in full completion. Yeah. And actually that's what drives a lot of our business. There's this viral loop going on. They land on a form, they click powered by type form, and then they create a type form, distribute it with their audience and, and so forth. You ran and documented a pretty sophisticated uh, kind of uh, uh, testing variance on that powered by metric. Uh, talk to me about that test. How'd you, how'd you set up the test and how'd you make sure the results were indicative? Uh, I, I don't have all the technical details, but essentially what we did is, is test a lot of different copies in the buttons, uh, in the powered by button, and also test going to like the landing page versus directly to sign up and, and did, did uh, multivariant tests between uh, mobile and desktop as well in that same manner. And what have you gotten CAC down to today? What are you paying to acquire customers? Um... We're trying to improve that. <laughs> We're not quite there in terms of the three to one. It depends how you how you read it as well, because 
you know, like 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 many early stage companies, our, our attribution model is still quite immature. We're working on on, on improving that, but uh, yeah, uh, it depends where you look look at that. We have depends on which pocket you look at. Some were above three to one CAC, some were a bit underneath. Yeah. Do you assume if you have a 5% logo churn per month, that means the average customer would stay caught for 20 months at 40 bucks. It's an $800 LTV. Is that the LTV you assume when you talk about your LTV to CAC ratio? Um, it's roughly around that. Yeah. Okay, roughly. So what I hear you saying then is sometimes you might, might spend half that, which is higher than what you want. Sometimes it might be way below that, depending on the cohort you're attracting. It depends what you're doing as well. Like with with pure branding stuff, like it's really hard to measure. But you you, you invest because you know if you get your brand out there, you know there there could be some effect. Yep, uh, makes a lot of sense. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, David. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book. Uh, one that comes to mind is that Jason Fried one. I uh, can't remember the name. Re- Reworked his book. Yeah, really yeah. like that one. <laughs> Good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? CEO I'm following or studying? No. <laughs> number number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business besides your own? <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of MailChimp. Uh, been trying Wix uh, recently, actually. I found it quite 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 usable. How does Anthony Wix, How does Anthony feel about that? Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I, I think Squarespace is a, is a great thing. Sorry. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it was, I, I always thought really badly of them and I've been trying it recently and I, I was pretty impressed. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Yeah, seven. Yeah, that's that. good. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kiddos? About to get married. Oh, congrats. That's good. No, no kids. Days. That's exciting. I, I have kids. I have two kids. Two kids. Okay, very good. And how old are you, David? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 41 now. 41. All right, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, Jesus. Uh, know that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Guys, it will all be okay. This is coming from a guy that, that named his agency the, the Fat Man Collective because he's putting a bunch of people together, right? And it's going to end up working out. What ended up happening is, uh, or sorry, yeah, Fat Man Collective, what ended up happening was he saw the same need across many things, wanted to double down instead of changing between clients every day. Started building a type form with his co-founder, uh, David, or sorry, Robert. And now today they're serving over 50 million kind of unique landing pages on a type form every single month. That's up from just eight a couple years ago. They've also scaled revenue uh, about a year ago doing 800 grand per month in revenue now almost double that 1.6 across 40,000 users using them so healthy lots of growth tactics lots of good stories here uh, over 50 million dollars raised to help drive that growth healthy economics david thank you for taking us to the top pleasure